Hi, I'm Dr. Stephen Marin, and thanks for listening to What's It All About. One time, a child in my son's fifth grade class walked past him and slapped him in the face for no reason. There was a lull in the classroom action, and my son was staring out the window in a moment of reverie. One of his friends took advantage of this vulnerability to violently bring him back to the moment. My son was jolted, but mindful of the new rules of engagement of childhood, he couldn't fight back. Yes, there was a time when the kid would have learned his lesson when my son stood up and punched him in the face, but that's not the issue here. This wasn't malicious. It was a spontaneous act by a disinhibited 10-year-old boy. In this case, my son's shock and pain became the basis of this other boy's hard lesson. Teachers observed, parents were called. You can't hit people, even in fun. At some point, we all learn it's not okay to hit someone. This is true now more than ever. You can't take it outside anymore. And these days, it's really hard to fight back, literally, or even figuratively, unless you have substantial legal resources at your command. However, that doesn't mean we don't want to. I believe that many people would love a chance to retaliate without consequences if they could. Against the person who cut ahead of them on the highway, the sycophantic colleague who got the promotion they wanted, the neighbor who complains about their lawn, the banker who screwed up their mortgage paperwork, the delivery person who dropped and broke the new furniture, or you get the idea. But we can't, and we don't. Few of us are independent enough to be able to alienate others and isolate ourselves and still sustain an illusion of community, even if it's a gated one with security guards. So most of us do nothing. Sometimes we write letters that are never sent. Other times we have one-sided conversations in the shower or in the car on the way to work. But mostly we learn to live with the inequities of life. And whenever possible, we find positive outlets for our energies, such as our families, our own personal development, our faith, and our community. However, it is true that life in the 21st century can be very frustrating. There are fewer reliable social structures than ever, a significant amount of ambiguity in our daily lives, and so much of what we're able to achieve seems out of our personal control. People across the entire socioeconomic spectrum, from deepest poverty to extreme wealth, feel disconnected, isolated, and fearful. As such, they're less inclined to respond to their logical, analytical, and factual left brain and are increasingly driven by the emotional functions of their right brain. They're looking for relief, and their unconscious self is less likely to consider the consequences of a society based on self-protection. At a time in history when people increasingly feel there's an external locus of control over their lives, opportunities, and potential for success, it becomes very easy to align behind a person who articulates your frustrations and seems to live without the same restrictions or barriers to impose their will on others. Managing the vagaries of modern life can be exhausting. But the fact is, managing the vagaries of life have been exhausting since the beginning of time. And things must be especially bad if we're willing to return to a medieval model of self-protection through fealty and oppression. No one disputes we need a real dialogue, an action plan to address the concern about issues but with the nation largely split down the middle, it's not gonna happen by a force of will. In the Middle Ages, there was little value in reminding a vassal that their lord was a horrific bully because the benefit of the bullying was always gonna to accrue to them. Similarly today, reminding people that those they support are bullies or bigots or liars serves no purpose because that's what they wanna be, or at least accrue the benefit of being. Songstress Eartha Kitt sings a song called, I Want to Be Evil in which a prim and proper girl declares she wants to be mean, nasty, and cruel. There's no point in trying to convince her otherwise. 
This is her big chance to experience a way of life that offers something that resembles freedom, even as she sings at the end, at the risk of losing everything. Throwing social accountability to the wind, discarding the shackles of civility, living like a disinhibited 10-year-old definitely can provide a level of personal relief, but it offers no secure foundation for our future as a society.